Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. The Denver Broncos have a lot to prove themselves in 2021, but we have to take a look at which offensive players, defensive players, and members of the coaching staff have the most to prove exclusively for the team for the 2021 NFL season. We break it down on today's brand new episode. Lockdown Broncos from the South Stands to the End Zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network and Broncos Analyst for the Lockdown NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the show at Lockdown Broncos. Be sure to like us on social media, get into the conversation, and also save the email Cody at CodyRourkeNFL.com if you want to send me your Broncos questions for Mailbag Mondays or if you want to talk Broncos football with me in general you can do so there. Lockdown Broncos is also brought to you here on YouTube, folks. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button for daily exclusive Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage all year long. But ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to talk about on today's episode of the show. As OTAs continue for the Broncos, they were back at practice yesterday. We're going to focus a little bit about some of the storylines pertaining to this Broncos football team ahead of the 2021 NFL season. And really, it's going to be something that's quite under the microscope a little bit. And that is which offensive players to start off have the most to prove this upcoming season. I think it's really evident. We're going to choose three players, and you're free to give me your suggestions on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. Also, here in the comment section down below on YouTube. If I missed, if I didn't choose the person that you were thinking of, let me know in the comments. We'll talk about it furthermore there. But uh, the first person, I think it's evident, Drew Locke. I and mean, he's the one player that I have at the top of the list right now in terms of offensive players that I feel like has the most to prove this upcoming season. Now, granted, a lot of this is going to be determining on how the quarterback competition goes throughout training camp and throughout the preseason. This is going to be a big test. And if Teddy Bridgewater wins the position in terms of competition, then yeah, maybe he's probably got the most to prove as well because he did get a big-time contract with the Carolina Panthers. He only lasted there a season. So for him, in his own right, he has the most to prove, and, and look, I mean, at this point in time, he's coming to a Broncos organization that has all of these weapons. Now, for Drew Locke, the same could be said. Entering his third season in the National Football League, he has all of these weapons at his disposal, guys that he can really develop a connection with, even more so than he already has. He's got a great connection with Cortland Sutton, as is. He and Jerry Judy, they've been working a lot together. Tim Patrick and Drew have a really good rapport with one another. However, the key is to put, put that on the field consistently enough. So for Drew Locke, the Broncos quarterback carousel has gone on far too long. At some point, ladies and gentlemen, the carousel has to stop. Someone's going to have to get off, and hopefully that person can be the quarterback. Now, I think for Broncos fans, if you were a Denver Broncos fan, you were hoping that Drew Locke can be the guy. You're hoping that he can do that because the Broncos, yes, they drafted him in round two. They made an investment. You're hoping that it pays off, and if not, look, the Broncos are going to have to figure out who that option is going to be. Will we find out in 2021? There's a lot riding on it, but I'm not quite sure it's going to be necessarily any different this year. I think that Drew's going to have an opportunity in camp alongside this week, especially as they introduce 11 on 11. He's going to have an opportunity to get to get even more report, but he's going to be pushed now by Teddy Bridgewater, which is a good thing. Preseason is going to be a huge determining factor as to where the Broncos will go. We're going to find out a lot about whether or not Drew Locke has a chance to be the guy based on preseason alone and how he and Teddy Bridgewater play. So top of my list was going to be Drew Locke for the Broncos on the offensive side of the ball. The second player is entering the final year of his deal with the Broncos, and that's at the running back position, and that is Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon has recently stated that he would love to make Denver home. Now, last year 
We saw the drama. We saw the, the storylines. We saw the DUI. We also saw the competition between he and Philip Lindsay and the TMZ video when he was arrested. There was, he even said it. He says, I'm in, a, I'm in a competition right now. Like, I'm in a position competition. That was the worst timing for him to make, obviously, the mistake that he did make. But at the end of the day, Melvin Gordon, if he's going to prove that he's going to get another opportunity with the Broncos after 2021, he's going to turn in a really strong performance this upcoming season. But I also think the microscope amplifies a little bit more on Melvin Gordon because of the fact that the Broncos, they signed Mike Boone in free agency. George Payton knows him really well. And then you go out and you draft Javante Williams out of North Carolina, who has the talent to be a very good running back in the National Football League. How far can we expect him to go as a rookie in the NFL? It's too early to say right now, but we're going to get a determining factor on it based on training camp, preseason play, and obviously the regular season. But there will be an ongoing running back rotation right now. As long as Royce Freeman is on the roster, he's going to be considered in the mix. So for Melvin Gordon, he has got to figure out how to put together a really good season, right? The fumbles have to stop. It, you know, it was an issue for him last season. One area I think Melvin Gordon can really help the Broncos too in pass protection. He was pretty solid and he was consistent last year for the Broncos. But there were certain things like that Las Vegas Raiders game, week 17 of the NFL regular season last year, Stay in bounds, understand situational football. You can never be complacent. And I don't think that Melvin Gordon can even approach week one thinking, hey, I'm the starting running back for the Denver Broncos. Yes, you're on a one-year deal. You have one year left. But Javante Williams, in my opinion, if he and Mike Boone can push Gordon in camp, if what they're doing is too hard to ignore, the pressure is going to be on Melvin Gordon to be able to do something to, you know, he may get the week one start, but he may be overtaken by a guy like Javante Williams or even Mike Boone at some point, which I don't really see Mike Boone overtaking Melvin Gordon. Javante Williams, I could see that being a realistic possibility. So we'll see how things play out for the Broncos in that regard at running back. And at wide receiver, this isn't one that I don't feel like necessarily has much to prove to us, or at least to me as a media member. And that's Cortland Sutton. I think for Cortland, he wants to come back this season and prove to himself that, hey, even though I suffered a torn ACL last year, I'm ready, I'm hungry, I'm determined, and I'm focused on putting up a productive season. He, one of the goals that Cortland had for him entering in 2020 last year before he suffered any injury, he talked about evolving in his route running. The ACL injury throws a little bit of a wrench into your plans there, but we're seeing Cortland Sutton on more in-breaking routes in terms of some of the highlights from the Broncos social media team regarding OTAs. Can Corlin Sutton prove to himself that, yes, hey, I am wide receiver one. It doesn't matter that I tore my ACL. I'm coming back better than I ever have before. That's just a little bit of a motivational thing. Cortland Sutton doesn't have to prove anything to me. I know he's well capable of doing that. We've had media sessions with Cortland. I, I have no doubt in my mind he can have a really great season this year for the Broncos, especially coming off of an ACL. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into the conversation about which defensive players – have the most to prove in 2021. Before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com and betonline.ag. And with rockauto.com, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts behind his computer, choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And the best thing about rockauto.com is that they are a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything that you could be looking for for your vehicle, whether it's an engine control module, brake part, tail lamp, motor oil, or even new floor mats like I recently purchased at rockauto.com. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need in a few easy clicks delivered 
directly to your doorstep. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And our good friends over there, betonline.ag. And betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action where you get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs in the NHL and the NBA. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Getting into our defensive players who have the most to prove in 2021 for the Denver Broncos. We just talked about the offensive side of the ball. We talked about Drew Locke, Melvin Gordon, and Cortland Sutton is kind of like that wild card throw in there. But for the defensive side of the ball, the Broncos, they reloaded this offseason in the secondary. They brought back key players. Long-term deals. Von Miller, veteran player, is back once again, and he's going to top our list of players with the most approved this upcoming season. And the reason we're focusing on Von Miller, he's got one year left on his deal. He missed all of 2020 due to an injury. In 2019, he fought hard. I mean, he played still at an elite level despite the fact that Bradley Chubb was out with an injury, and a lot of times he saw double teams and triple teams. Von has said it time and time again he wants to be a bronco for life we heard from him a couple weeks ago in a media session at broncos otas and his mindset seems to be on a different level but he's so focused this year on contributing in a way where he and hopefully bradley chubb both those guys can stay healthy for von miller he wants to prove to himself that hey i can be a bronco for life they took a chance they gambled on me they took that 18 million dollar club option and they exercised it so He's got to produce in a one-year, essentially $18 million deal for the Broncos, which I, I think that he's up to the task for. He's in peak physical shape right now in terms of physique. Cardio-wise, he's still working there, and that's something he even said in his media press conference that he's going to get there eventually. Vic Fangio said he's going to get there as well, but training camp is July 27th. Vaughn is still putting in a lot of time and a lot of energy, and from what I've talked to with various players on the Broncos roster, they said just having Vaughn back and around the team facility on the field has been great because there's nothing but energy, there's focus, and he has been that leader that he said he was going to be dating back to after the 2019 season. He had a reflection moment where he said, I need to be a better leader, and it was after the passing of Kobe Bryant. He really reflected, it's all about my legacy. And I want to be the type of guy that sets a legacy that these guys can follow. And, and these guys being the defensive players on the Broncos behind him, the younger guys, the future that are rising up the ranks in the Broncos roster. So for Von Miller, you have to really appreciate that. But he does have to have a very strong season this upcoming year, in my opinion, for the organization to bring him back. Because look, it is George Payton. Now, part of me, I look at how George Payton has operated. He has rewarded the guys that have produced. Shelby Harris. Justin Simmons, guys that we didn't normally think would be back if John Elway was still calling all the shots in Denver, even though that those guys have produced and they have they've played at the level that is deserving of a contract extension. We've seen John Elway when he was in control, often at times not reward players. George Payton is the opposite. And I think that we've seen that so far in free agency in the NFL draft. He's going to take care of the players that perform. And there's also that sense of loyalty of the homegrown guys. And I think that goes a long way in that locker room. Von Miller, a surefire, in my opinion, future first battle Hall of Fame pass rusher, has a chance to do a lot of great things this upcoming season. Like I said, he's going to have to have a big year. And look, if he can stay healthy for these uh, 17 games that Denver has, he might be able to break some records. He wants to be a comeback player of the year. 
And he also wants to win a defensive player of the year before it's all said and done. He wants to take the team back to the Super Bowl. So there's going to be a lot of things that the Broncos have to accomplish in between all that. But Von Miller certainly can make that a little bit more realistic for the organization and for himself. The second player here is another pass rusher, and that's Bradley Chubb. Now, look, he's a contract year with a lot of upside. Now, for him, the Broncos, they view him very highly internally in the organization. They exercised his club option, his fifth-year option, and they want to see if he can really put together a strong season here. Now, I think that a lot of fans have some concerns about maybe injury history regarding Bradley Chubb, which I think is okay to say considering, yes, you had the ACL. He tore his ACL in high school. Not necessarily a big deal because it didn't impact him when he went to college. The ACL, obviously, week four against Jacksonville. He came back last year, and it was a little bit of an acclimation period the first few weeks of the season in order to get back into that kind of game shape. When you haven't played football, you haven't been in a football situation in over a year. Chubb really took off after that New York Jets game, and he was a big impact player for the Broncos. He was hard. I mean, if you want to go back to a game and just watch how dominant he was, watch him against the Miami Dolphins. They had no idea from the very first snap. He took an outside track and cut back inside on the tackle. The tackle couldn't even touch him, and he had pressure into his face from the very beginning, the very first snap of that game, and they caused havoc all game long. Bradley Chubb does that consistently. He maintains good edge discipline. He can get to the quarterback. I'm, I'm telling Broncos country, I know that a lot of people wanted the Broncos to take Josh Allen way back in the day. It's crazy to even thinking about that right now, considering what we knew about Josh Allen then. Chubb has been a great player for the Broncos, and now he's in a position to secure a long-term contract, which could happen if he's playing really well to start off the first half of the season. We can see the Broncos because they do have the second most available cap space in the NFL right now. George Payton may reward him with a contract extension. Likely, you know, same thing with Cortland Sutton. So we're keeping an eye on that. But Bradley Chubb definitely has a lot to prove, in my opinion, I think, to himself and to the organization. Like, hey, you made a great decision by drafting me. So far, I think that the Broncos did a great job with, uh, with selecting Chubb. He's been a very phenomenal impact player. And we tend to forget his rookie season. I mean, we're looking at the ACL injury, post-ACL injury, and we're forgetting that he almost broke the rookie sack record as a rookie. The year that Denver drafted him. So I, I don't know where the, the hindsight argument about quarterback comes in. Chubb has been a phenomenal player, but a lot to prove for him. And I think also to the organization here in 2021. And our final player here on the defensive side of the ball for the Broncos, I'm going to go with Kareem Jackson here. And the reason I say that, Kareem Jackson is entering the final year of his deal. Well, technically a one-year deal. As the Broncos brought him back on a one-year, uh, he's got the ability to, I think, contribute still for a couple more years at a pretty high level. Now, last year he played really well for the Broncos. This year, I think the expectation is going to be the same. He's staying in peak physical shape, which, you know, that means a lot. Durability, he's been healthy despite the fact that he's a heat-seeking missile. Now, for the, the Broncos bringing him back, for Kareem Jackson, why he has the most to prove here in 2021 is because of the fact that this is it for him, especially at this point of his age. He wants to likely secure a contract that will tie him out for the remainder of his career. It could be a two- to three-year deal. He could have that much time left in the NFL. So for Kareem Jackson, I'm keeping an eye on him. Could he be back with the Broncos in 2022? If he plays really well, it may be very hard to ignore because I always want to reference back to after the Broncos, they drafted Justin Simmons and Will Parks. I felt like, and look, we saw those guys contribute as rookies, but I felt like the Broncos, they departed from Darian Stewart and TJ Ward a little too early, in my opinion. So do you want to do that if Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson are still playing as one of the best safety duos in the National Football League? Do you depart from that after this year? You have Simmons locked up long-term. Do you risk going younger at strong safety or that other safety position? There's no real designation in Vic's defense. 
Do you risk that? Broncos country, I'm eager for your thoughts. Let me know in the comment section down below on YouTube. Let me know on Twitter at Cody Workinfield or Cody at CodyRorkNFL.com via email if you want to reach me or talk with me one-on-one. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the subject matter about the defensive players that you believe have the most to prove in 2021. Well, Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into the coaching side of things. Which coaches, whether it be coordinators, head coaches, position coaches, have the most to prove in 2021? Before we get into that conversation, folks, I have to tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. And Built Bar is my go-to every single day, whether I need a quick pick-me-up, I need some energy, or if I just want to indulge in a delicious treat without feeling bad. Because you know me, I live a healthy lifestyle. And the thing I like about Built Bar the most, it's the best of both worlds. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting because they're covered in 100% chocolate, they're soft and easy to chew, but they're also healthy for you folks. And they contain 70 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar, not to mention they have nine amazing different flavors. My personal favorite, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate. They have cherry, raspberry, coconut, coconut almond. They have a flavor for everybody out there at BuiltBar.com. And I want you to get your hands on a box of Built Bar today, like many users of Lockdown Broncos, by going to BuiltBar.com. And when you go to checkout, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And as we get into the fourth quarter action of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, ladies and gentlemen, just want a reminder to tell you about the Colorado sports teams that we have here on the Lockdown Podcast. And the Colorado Avalanche are in the round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Vegas Golden Knights. How have the Avalanche done so far? They were last up 2-1, and the Vegas Golden Knights are a tough task for them. Can they make it past the second round? And the Denver Nuggets are in round two against the Phoenix Suns. Locked on Nuggets host Adam Mata's in Mantle. We're heavy covered with all the pick and roll action. And not to mention, you get Lockdown Broncos five days a week, all year long, here, courtesy of myself, Cody Work on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the fourth quarter action of today's episode of the show. We talked about the defensive players with the most to prove in 2021. We talked about the offensive players. Now we've got to focus on some of the coaches. Now, I think it's evident when we look at the Broncos this upcoming season, George Payton, his first year as a general manager, didn't really get a chance to pick his own coaching staff. So for him, it's a vetting process. He's waiting to see if this coaching staff he believes is sustainable for next year or for years down the road. And I think a lot of it too, we're going to start off with, I think the, the two people that have the most to prove in terms of ranking and necessarily importance. And I'm going to start off with Mike Shula, the Broncos quarterback coach. Now Denver made a significant risk when they went out and they scrapped Rich Scangerello's offense after one year with Drew Locke. They brought in Pat Shermer's the OC. They brought in a veteran quarterback coach in Mike Shula. And obviously you want to take a look at that and say, okay, look, he's worked with quarterbacks. He's helped quarterbacks accelerate to the next level. As a quarterback coach, it is a tough task. And, and Shula has this tough task with the Denver Broncos. Now, unfortunately for him, he came into a situation that was so uncertain at quarterback as is. How do you rectify that? How do you change that or put it on a trajectory where it can improve? Now, as a coach, I think there's some fundamental things that Mike Shula teaches about. You don't always see it on the on-field product, but he's well-regarded inside that locker room. However, as the Broncos quarterback position goes, the quarterback coach goes as well. Same with the offensive coordinator. But I think for Shula, it's a tough task of trying to mold a quarterback into a franchise player. You want to see strides. You want to see growth. So for him, this upcoming season is the QB coach. 
you have a guy in Teddy Bridgewater you can work with, Brett Rippon, a guy behind Drew Locke and Teddy, and you have uh, Drew Locke there who is in his third year in the NFL. What strides can he take? How can Mike Shula evolve as a coach? Now, a lot of it for a position coach, a lot of what you do in terms of what you teach your quarterbacks really ties into the scheme of the offensive coordinator. So there's that collaboration factor between Shula and obviously Pat Shermer. So a lot of it's going to depend on that relationship. So if the Broncos often struggles, if the quarterback struggles, you know that's going to fall not only just on the offense coordinator, but the position coach. And Mike Shula is one of the best out there in terms of history, in terms of his legacy, being able to work with really good quarterbacks, MVP Cam Newton back in 2015. Shula was a great proponent of that. So the writing's on the wall though in 2021 for Shula. Now I turn it to Pat Shermer. The offense has to evolve and they have to take the next step in 2021. No questions asked about it. The Broncos offense has to be better. Pat Shermer has to be better. Now, last year I sat into many discussions here on the podcast, Lockdown Broncos, with many fans in Broncos country. We went back week to week and we did film breakdowns, which are still going to continue this upcoming season. You're going to get that on Twitter, though, instead of here on YouTube. There's some uh, things, obviously, we, we can't do film reviews on YouTube. So that's just another subject matter, but we will on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. But with Pat Shermer's offense, the first part of it was trying to get the players to understand his concepts, his scheme, and the levels in which they want to attack the field or attack defenses. And there's a learning curve with that. That's the first part of the season. I would have to say that we also saw Pat Shermer really start to try to evolve to what his players could do really well. Considering the Broncos were decimated in terms of personnel, rotating tackles and guards on the offensive line due to injuries week in and week out, and you lose Cortland Sutton, obviously, week Week two, your number one wide receiver. That goes a long way, especially when you have Jerry Judy as a rookie and Tim Patrick. Guys stepped up in a big way. However, it wasn't a complete product due to all the circumstances that Denver was dealing with offensively. So for Pat Shermer, there is a reason why the Broncos brought him back this year. And I think a lot of it is to get a second year where you have the same offensive system. The Broncos, since Peyton Manning has retired, have not really brought back the same offensive system year after year. It's always been different. There's always been a change of scheme or terminology or quarterback coaches, offensive coordinators. I mean, it's been a revolving door, almost to the extent of the Broncos quarterback carousel as is. So Pat Shermer has to evolve, I think, with what his players can do. When you look at the talent and the personnel, you have the, the offensive line, in my opinion, right now on paper, right tackle, obviously an ongoing competition. There's a lot of questions with that, but Denver has a better offensive unit on paper right now than they did last year, in my opinion. So they should be able to run the ball better, especially with Melvin Gordon. We had a really good year rushing the ball last year for Denver, minus the fumbles. Javante Williams, we don't know what he can do just yet, but if he can play how he played at college, Denver's going to have a great one-two punch at running back. And then you have all these wide receivers, you have tight ends, and you have just this personnel. Now, if your quarterback can make better decisions, you're going to be a much better unit. So I think a lot of those things factor into that. But the Broncos have to go away from being less predictable. Second and 10, everybody knew. Inside run or outside zone. It really depends on the defensive scheme, but execution obviously matters too. There's the player side of that. But Pat Shermer, I think the pressure is on him. He's got the most approved here in 2021 out of everybody. And he and Shula are kind of a package deal there. And lastly, Vic Fangio. Look, he, he's in a position right now where he has to win as a head coach. He's a phenomenal defensive mind. He's a defensive genius as we've, as we've broken down here on the show. But the reality is when you're viewed in the, in the spotlight of the NFL from the NFL media and from fans, it's all about winning games. There are so many conversations I have with Broncos fans and this was actually something we brought up last week, too, in some of the YouTube comments. Despite the fact that Vic Fangio has had the Broncos defense for the last two years as the number one red zone defense, they've been one of the top units in the NFL in various metrics and statistics, especially important categories. They haven't gotten as many takeaways that they wanted, but they were one of the top sack leading teams in the NFL last year. They improved on that after struggling in 2019. Wins and losses are going to boil down to it. Now, 
I've been on this podcast of saying on record that I don't believe that even if the Broncos offense struggles this year, if the Broncos defense is top ranked and they're doing their job, I don't see Vic Fangio being fired. I don't see why you would scrap the philosophy that you have with Vic's defense, firing Vic Fangio because the offense struggled. Now, yes, Vic Fangio is the head coach. He delegates. Now, for him, as a head coach who's focused on also calling the defense, he may allow Ed Donatel to call the defense this year. But for Vic Fangio in-game, he's the one who has the ultimate say in all the final decisions. The offensive coordinator is going to call his game plan. And if it's a fourth down situation, he's going to say, hey, Vic, what are we going to do? And Vic's going to say, no, we're going to punt it or, hey, we're going to go for it. Yes, Vic has to improve on some time management stuff, especially late game stuff. But outside of that, Vic has been a pretty good head coach from a leadership standpoint, the way he's turned the culture and the organization around internally. He's gotten player buy-in in the locker room. The defense has been great. The offense is still the issue. So, I mean, how much of a risk is it there? Do you give into the outside pressure? I think that he and George Payton have a phenomenal relationship, but does George Payton give into the outside pressure of the Broncos offense struggles? If they lose games, do they fire Vic Fangio? Is it going to make the Broncos better? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of questions there. And no, Vic Fangio, even if he were to ever get fired, there's no way that he would come back to the Broncos as a defensive coordinator. You don't do that. It doesn't make sense. There's no way that if you got fired from your job, you would come back to take a little bit of a lesser role. I I just don't see it happening. So Vic Fangio, he's got to be able to do that. He's got to be able to turn it around in terms of the win-loss product. And hopefully he can get off to a fast start. Really, it's been the middle of the season, the end of the season, where the Broncos, they've won games under Vic. But it's really been September, the slow starts, you know, losing a couple games by a couple of points or in the final minute. That was backbreaking in his first year as a head coach. But outside of it, the Broncos are loaded up this year, I think, to really compete. And if they can do that, they have a really favorable schedule to start the season. Maybe that's all the Broncos need. And if they can ride that momentum, Denver could compete in the AFC West, folks. But but then again, there's a lot of boxes they've got to check along the way. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section down below on YouTube or on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL at Lockdown Broncos. But Broncos country, that'll do it for today's episode of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow on Lockdown Broncos, we're going to recap some of the media comments this week from Vic Fangio and various players who met with the media as OTAs continue at the UCL Training Center in Inglewood, Colorado. Plus, if there's any Broncos news or notes that happens, you can guarantee that we're going to break it down, analyze it, and include you, the fan, in our conversation here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast, which you can get on your favorite audio podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app and YouTube and video format every single day. I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos and Broncos Country. We will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.